Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. Are you looking for a great website that gives you history the way it was intended to be told? With no PC, no Marxism, no progressivism. Well, I've got it for you. It's LearnTrueHistory.com. That's LearnTrueHistory.com. Learn history from great professors who don't sugarcoat it for you. This is not for your delicate flowers. That's LearnTrueHistory.com. LearnTrueHistory.com. Com. This is The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. This is episode 51. And here it is. The episode I'm sure you've been waiting for for uh, several weeks. I've been talking about it, but this is your 2016 election primer. We've got the election coming up in less than a week now. Lots of interesting stuff has come out. Uh, looks like the Hillary the Corrupt has uh, been exposed for, for being even more corrupt. So what I'm going to do today is talk about how, uh, if I was conceptualizing this in different places of the country, how I would vote. And so you can take it for what it's worth, but I'm going to go over some of the other candidates besides Clinton and Trump. And I'm going to talk about um, which way I would go if I was uh, in, a, in a particular state or a particular area, how I would cast my vote. Now, I'm in a state where it really doesn't matter because uh, one candidate's going to win this state no matter what. So that gives me a little bit of freedom to think about my vote. All right, so let's look at the five people uh, who are in—now, you might say, well, five, who's the fifth? Uh, who are who are major candidates for president? So you've got, of course, um, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Gary Johnson, libertarian, and uh, Jill Stein from the Green Party. But you also have Daryl Castle from the Constitution Party. Now, in years past, the Constitution Party has been on the ballot, and I believe just about every state. This year, they didn't reach that. So uh, they've got some you've got some write-in work to do if you want the Constitution Party, but. That's where we stand. So we got five candidates, and we're looking at a situation, a very close election in the Electoral College. So I've done a podcast on the Electoral College and why I believe in it, and I think uh, this year um, it's going to be very important. I do believe that we could be in a situation where we have a popular vote winner but an Electoral College loser. It could be that close again this year. Of course, it's going to create all kinds of uh, cries of... Uh, corruption and fraud and all kinds of things. So, but that said, let's talk about these candidates and where you should go in your vote, or at least where I would go in my vote. And I am looking at this because of the state that I live in. So, all right. So we've got, we've got Donald Trump. Now I've been, uh, I've, I've talked about Donald Trump quite a bit on this podcast. I've talked about why he's preferable. If you look at the major party candidates to Hillary Clinton, um, Honestly, Hillary Clinton, with all the information that's coming out, I've said she may be the most corrupt person ever nominated by a major party. She is the most corrupt person ever nominated by a major party for president, without a doubt. And so if you want that, <laughs> then do something to get Hillary Clinton elected. So you've got Donald Trump, and Trump isn't perfect. I do think his foreign policy is preferable to Hillary Clinton's, without a doubt. Um, he is talking about fair trade, not 
Uh, people think this is protectionism. He's not really looking at that. So, again, this is an issue that libertarians in particular have a hard time wrestling with. Trump is not a limited government guy. He's a nationalist. Uh, he does believe in a strong central government, and there are problems with that. Uh, I do think he is more uh, interested in federalism, real federalism, than Hillary Clinton any day of the week. Uh, in certain areas, I think Trump would be far preferable in domestic policy. And, of course, my name has been uh, attached to a, a list that's gone around. It's published on Lou Rockwell and other places, Daily Caller, where I've been uh, tagged as an intellectual in favor of Trump. And uh, if we're looking at two candidates, yeah, Trump is my guy. Um, and if I had to be in a situation where I was in a state where it's going to be razor thin in terms of uh, who's going to win that state in those electoral college votes, I would cast my vote for Donald Trump. And there are certain states, and these are the states I'm talking about. Pennsylvania. If you're listening to this podcast in Pennsylvania, put aside your reservations about Donald Trump. Uh, or at least I would if I was in Pennsylvania, and I would vote for Trump. If I was in Ohio, same thing, I would vote for Trump. If I was in North Carolina, and I think that North Carolina is not as in play as people think it is, but because it's um, it's a battleground state, quote-unquote, again, I would vote for Trump. Virginia, same thing. Georgia, I, I have a hard time believing that Georgia is a toss-up and it's in play Though, uh, according to Real Clear Politics, it is. But if I was in Georgia, I'd vote for Trump. Same thing with Florida. Obviously, Texas is apparently a close state. Again, I have a hard time seeing it, though there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of immigration into Texas. And so certain parts of Texas, I think, are are concerned about uh, the impact Trump might have on immigration in the negative way. Uh, but then there's also people in Texas who are concerned about what Hillary Clinton would have, impact she would have on immigration, and allowing more people in. You also have a lot of people in Texas who are Ted Cruz supporters, and they're part of the Never Trump movement, and so they're they're kind of backing away from Trump. But I think at the end of the day, Trump is going to win Texas pretty easily. But if I was in Texas, I'd vote for Trump. Same thing with Colorado. Essentially, any of the battleground states, New Mexico, uh, I'd, I'd go for Trump. Because keeping Hillary Clinton out of the executive office is that important. Now, that said, maybe you're, and I used to joke about this years ago when I was in graduate school. Wouldn't it be, if you really want to discredit the system, and actually I wrote a piece after Obama's election for LewRockwell.com where I said, vote Obama, you help bring down the state. So given a choice of a, between a moderate Republican like a Mitt Romney or a, or a John McCain and a liberal Democrat, my position in that piece was you vote for the liberal Democrat every day of the week because what you're doing is getting to the bad, bad stage faster. Okay. Now, if, you're, if your position is you want to delegitimize the United States government to show it to the world as the corrupt institution that it is as, uh, and, and really get it to that point more quickly, then you vote for Hillary Clinton. If that's what you want to do. Now, at the end of the day, as I'm going to talk about when I conclude this podcast, I'll say, I'll, I'll talk about how all this really doesn't matter. So if, if, if your point is to get to 
Let's delegitimize the United States. Let's make it look so bad that people don't want it anymore. And we think we can get to that end faster with Hillary Clinton? Then you vote Hillary Clinton. Uh, now, I'm not in that position at this point because I think Hillary Clinton would be so bad. There, there's so many downsides to that, uh, to, to having her in office. Uh, I just can't bring myself to do that. Uh, but there are, there are people, I know them, and uh, they, they, want, they want the United States government to be so delegitimized that it just, it, it, nobody's going to want to, to uh, keep this thing anymore. And so then you vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, there's, I just have such an aversion to her. If it was somebody else, perhaps, but I have such an aversion to her that I just can't bring myself to doing that. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe there are some Clinton fans on this podcast. Maybe they're looking at it that way. I want to delegitimize the United States government. I want to make it look so bad that nobody would even support this thing anymore. So then you vote for Hillary Clinton. But if you... If you have any interest in stopping, uh, you know, massive illegal immigration, uh, if you've got um, any interest in, you know, Trump is the is the only one who's ever said anything about uh, the problems that we're facing with the debt and what might have to happen. I mean, he realistically said, "Look, people are going to have to take a haircut." He was right about that. Uh, we'll see what happens there. And again, foreign policy. This is the greatest beef that I have with um, with Hillary Clinton is more of a Republican than any of the Republicans. I mean, she's going to go out there, and we're talking about a, pen- a potential of a World War III with Hillary Clinton. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. Uh, and so in that particular way, I, I don't want her in office. Um, Donald Trump has a, has a far preferable foreign policy position than Hillary Clinton any day of the week. All right, so what about... So that's in the close states. So we're talking about you know the, the the battleground states: Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Colorado. There's others: New Hampshire. Um, you know these are areas: New Mexico that I would say, you know, go to, also Wisconsin now apparently is in play. Um, I I wrote a piece several months back saying that you know I even thought that some very far left states would be in play because of Trump's celebrity status. Places like New York. Now, it doesn't look like they are, but again, I think the polls, as has come out and shown, the polls are a bit skewed. I think Trump is going to be in play in more states than what people realize. And so he might actually win some of these states or get closer to winning some of these states than, than what people think. All right, so if I'm not in one of those states and I live in a, I live in a state that I didn't list there, what will we do? If you're in a state that's just solidly Democrat or solidly Republican, if you're in California, for example, and you're listening to this podcast, what would you do? Would you vote for Donald Trump? I don't think I would in California. Uh, I live in a state that's solidly Republican. And so I'm, I'm debating whether to vote for Trump or not. And so we have some other options. You've got Gary Johnson. Now, Gary Johnson, I think, and the Gary Johnson ticket, he's come out with the Supreme Court nominees. They weren't bad. Uh, Gary Johnson is, pr- is, is not a very good candidate. I'll just be honest. He, he's not a very good candidate. Um, I don't think he's well prepared. I think that he's he tries to play the hipster role too too much uh, to try to get millennials. I have heard he has run commercials in my state uh, where he and they're pretty good. You know, he's trying to appeal to millennials and saying, "Look, everything's so screwed up. Uh, so vote for me because I'm the only one that's not going to continue screwing it up." And he's right. He said, "You know, look, who, no matter who wins, if Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton wins, we're going to have bigger government." Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And he, he's correct about that. 
So in that way, rhetorically, Gary Johnson's pretty good, though there are some things that I don't like about him. Uh, I just don't think he's well-prepared. I just don't think he's going to be—he's not the, the best person that the libertarians could have put forward, and Weld is awful as a vice presidential candidate. I mean, it, uh, so Gary Johnson has got problems. Uh, then you have Jill Stein from the Green Party. Uh, again, if you're a far leftist and you're listening to this podcast, I, I probably don't have any of those listeners. But if you are, uh, vote Jill Stein. Uh, look, if you're in California, vote Jill Stein if you're a far leftist. Uh, if you're in New York, vote Jill Stein. Honestly, I think any Hillary Clinton listener listening to this podcast, or any Hillary Clinton supporter listening to this podcast should vote Jill Stein. Hillary Clinton has discredited the entire Democrat Party. Now, the Clintons always have. They've been a crime family from the beginning. But vote Jill Stein if you're a Democrat. And I think a lot of people are looking, and there was an article on Zero Hedge yesterday, where people are looking who have already cast their ballot for Hillary Clinton how to change it. They don't want Hillary Clinton anymore. This is the problem with early voting. Major, I mean, I have a major problem with early voting, but this is one of the issues. Because not everything has come out yet. And you can't make a decision. You should wait until the very end to make a decision if you are on the fence about who to vote for. And not just that, uh, we shouldn't have a process by, that invites voter fraud, which early voting does invite voter fraud. So uh, unless you're living overseas or somewhere where you need an absentee ballot, you shouldn't be able to vote early. If I can get to my polling place on the day of the election, I shouldn't be able to vote early. But um, Hillary Clinton has done some major damage to the Democratic Party and the Democratic brand. And so, you know, maybe you should vote Bill Stein. Jill Stein, she is a far leftist. She's a Bernie Sanders type person. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter and you listen to this podcast, vote Jill Stein. Don't vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, I, I think that she represents your views better than that. Again, this is if you're in a, a state like California or, um, you know, New York where Hillary Clinton has already locked it up, or if you're in a, a strongly Republican state like, uh, you know, Alabama or Mississippi, and you're a far leftist, don't vote for Hillary Clinton. Vote for Jill Stein. She's not going to win those states. She's not going to win Alabama or Mississippi. Uh, I actually had a, a colleague who's in South Carolina. He's going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Why? He's a leftist. Vote for Jill Stein. Vote for Jill Stein. Don't vote for the most corrupt person ever nominated by a major party. Don't do it. Again, unless you're looking to delegitimize the entire system, which this person wouldn't be. So vote for Jill Stein out of principle if you're a Hillary Clinton supporter, particularly in a state where she's not doesn't even have a chance of winning or where she's going to win hands down, but yet you want to make a statement. So those are the choices. And then you have, of course, the Constitution Party, which is Daryl Castle. Now, uh, I have voted Constitution Party in several elections. Uh, and in Alabama this year, where I live, um, Daryl Castle is not on the ballot. You have to write him in. So, look, if you're in a state where you're, you, you, you lean towards that position and Trump's going to win hands down, or Hillary Clinton, look, in, in California, if you're in California and you, you don't like Jill Stein or Hillary Clinton, vote Gary Johnson or Daryl Castle. I wouldn't vote Gary Johnson, but I would vote Daryl Castle. You just have to write them in. Uh, now, some states you can't do that. For example, Oklahoma, you can't write in. Uh, but the, the Constitution Party actually has a pretty strong presence in places like Michigan. If you're in Michigan right now, there are actually congressional seats that are up for grabs. 
that have Constitution Party candidates. So vote principle if you're in a situation where your vote really doesn't count. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. In many states, your vote really doesn't count. Uh, so vote principle in those places. Vote for Gary Johnson if you're a libertarian. Uh, I don't think he's a very good candidate, but vote for him if you're a libertarian. Vote for Darrell Castle. Vote for Jill Stein if you're a far leftist. But if you're in a, in a battleground state, I would vote for Donald Trump. I would not vote for Darrell Castle in places like Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Colorado. I would vote for Donald Trump. Only because I don't think Hillary Clinton should get anywhere near the executive office. Now, does all of this matter? This gets to my think locally, act locally spiel. This is, this is what I've been saying in this podcast nonstop. Think locally, act locally. Does any of this matter? At the end of the day, I, and I just said this, Gary Johnson and his ad was correct. At the end of the day, what we're going to see after four years, whoever wins, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. I think Hillary Clinton is going to get us there faster, but Donald Trump, we're going to see some, some uh, big government proposals come out of Donald Trump's executive office. And of course, Donald Trump has shown that uh, he's more than willing to use executive power unconstitutionally. Um, I have said at times, maybe he would be, if you had the right people in his ear, more inclined not to use it. But the neoconservatives are a cancer, and they're going to get in there, and I'm sure they're going to infect Donald Trump, no matter what. Now, Donald Trump, I think, is more independent than people give him credit for. He's been told not to say things that he's said. He's been told not to do things that he's done. And he did them anyways. And the never-Trump people are mostly neoconservatives. So I'm not certain that Donald Trump is going to welcome them back into the fold with open arms. So there is a possibility that Donald Trump would be in a situation where he would listen to good advice and people saying, look, we need real federalism. We need limited uh, executive power in many different ways. Use it where you can to affect change, positive change, but don't abuse power. So I do think there is a there is a higher chance, though, that we could have bigger and bigger government, more spending, et cetera, et cetera. There, there could be problems. But you know, Donald Trump might be more in line with someone like Rand Paul, who said, look, I would rather spend $100 million on bridges in America than $100 million on bridges in Iraq or Afghanistan. Well, great. Okay, if we're going to waste, the, if we're going to unconstitutionally spend the money, you might as well unconstitutionally spend it here. So perhaps that's what we're going to get more out of Trump. And so... Maybe we're too far gone. You know, nine presidents who screwed up America, I actually said that. We're probably too far gone for any candidate to really change anything. We've gotten to a point where the, we have executive government. So what are we going to do about it? Well, the best thing you can do is have your executive in there. But I think we should really look at trying to trim back executive power. That is something that would be very important for the future of the United States. Okay, so really does it matter? I do think we're going to have... A situation where nothing much is going to change, who no matter who wins. So this is where think locally, act locally comes into play. On November 9th, how are you going to feel? Uh, I think you should feel that we still need to think locally, act locally. Just because Donald Trump wins or just because Hillary Clinton wins doesn't change the objective of what we should be doing, which is taking care of hearth and home first, affecting change in your community where you can, making positive contributions there, whether it's in uh, local politics, whether it's in uh, public safety, 
wherever it is, wherever your, your passion lies, education, affect change there because you can. And at the end of the day, it's really irrelevant whether Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or uh, Daryl Castle or Gary Johnson or Jill Stein is president of the United States. Because what you need to be doing is worrying about the local anyways. Worrying about your community first, your county, your city, then your state, then the general government. That's the only way anything's going to change. And if you can change your community first, if you can think locally and act locally in a business environment, affect change that way. Uh, Come up with some great entrepreneurial idea that's going to change your community. Get involved in charity. Help the people around you. Do things like that that will make your world a better place. We, we, I think we're too tied into this, well, my gosh, if this person wins, we're going to be doomed. I'm getting into a bunker. I heard this the other day major, um, on, a, on a talk show, you know, a major uh, a political pundit. Well, if, if Donald Trump doesn't win, I'm in my bunker. I'm giving up on politics. Uh, there still is local. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, again, which person is there. I mean, I could say that Trump is preferable to Clinton. I can say that Daryl Castle or, or even Gary Johnson is preferable to Clinton. Uh, but if Hillary Clinton wins, it doesn't change the objective of thinking locally, act locally. If Donald Trump wins, it doesn't change the objective of thinking locally and acting locally. We still have to do those things because that is the only way. Look, the United States is too big. It, it really is. It, we've, we've got a situation where we are, un, we are not represented in Congress uh, or either in the House or the Senate. Uh, we've got mass corruption in Washington, D.C. Donald Trump's not going to change any of that uh, if he wins. Neither would, Gary, neither would Gary Johnson or Daryl Castle. They're not going to change that. It's, t- it's too far gone. Uh, so we have to think about state solutions or local solutions to these problems. We have to think about real federalism. Whether you're a liberal or a conservative, a libertarian, progressive, whatever you are, you have to think about local solutions. And just because we have a quote-unquote national election doesn't change any of that. My greatest wish is that we could somehow stop having laser beam focus on presidential elections every four years and think that is going to be the be-all, end-all. If this person wins or doesn't win, we're doomed. I'm here to tell you, we're probably doomed either way. The United States is going broke. We've got major problems in foreign policy. And the only way to change any of this is to start thinking locally and acting locally. To start preparing yourself and your family you know, if it's, if it's education, if you, if you firmly believe in education, education system, if you want to get involved in your local school board or your, public, or your private schools, or you want to homeschool, those are think locally, act locally things. If you want to help your community, get involved in charitable organizations, get involved in local churches, get involved in your volunteer fire department, do things like that that's going to help your community prepare for a terrible situation, which we could have any way, either way. If Trump wins, Clinton wins, whoever, we could still have an, a terrible economic downturn. It's, we're ripe for it. We could have a major foreign policy conflict, which would cause problems. We're ripe for that, too. Uh, I think Trump would avoid that more than Clinton. Uh, we could have uh, a natural disaster. We could have anything happen. And if you're thinking locally, acting locally, those things are easier to deal with because you have real community. You know, when the United States was, uh, the first census was taken, there were 4 million people in the United States. Right now, there are 4 million people in Alabama. Alabama is as large population-wise, my state, than the United States in 1790. And at that point, we thought 
that it was too big to have real Republican government. So maybe even these states are too large as well. And Texas is too big. It needs to be broken apart into several states. Same thing with California. Uh, there are several states that are too big. But you have more control over those governments than you do over the U.S. government. And so you should be thinking locally and acting locally and affecting change that way. It doesn't matter who wins. That is the message you should get out of this. If you're going to go out and vote, vote for your local candidates. Get very much involved in your congressional races. I mean, the Congress, you're not represented there. But if you can have, if you could somehow get somebody who is decent in the Congress, that would help. Uh, and who's really going to try to restore the legislative branch to its proper role in this government. Uh, if you are interested in local politics and you got local people on the ballot, look at those issues and really get involved in your local politics. Worry about who the mayor is or your city council or your county commissioner. Worry about those people because they can, they can change and affect your life in ways that Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton cannot. Now, I know they can hurt your wallet, but so can your local government. So can your county government. And you're going to get more done there than anywhere else. So again, recapping my election primary uh, primer for uh, 2016. If you're in a battleground state, I'd vote for Trump. Uh, if you're not, I'd vote principal. And if you are a person who is just, just wants to see the whole thing, just get to the crapper as fast as it can, then vote Hillary Clinton. Uh, because that's where it's going. Now, again, I can't do that this election. Uh, but um, if that's you, you want it to go that way, then, then vote for her. Uh, so that's it. Think locally, act locally. Think about that when you go to cast your ballot on Tuesday, November 8th. You go to fill in your dot or pull your lever or uh, you know whatever it is. Think about that principle. That is the one principle you should still be thinking about on November 9th, no matter who wins, how are you going to affect your local community? How are you going to change your household? to make it better, to make it more sustainable? How are you going to do those things? And at the end of the day, if you can do those things, your world will be better no matter who's sitting at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I'll see you next time on The Brian McClendon.